Hi everyone, we're back. <laughs> we made it to season two. I didn't think we'd get uh, renewed, but uh, turns out I'm in charge of that, so we did. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you know what? I've missed this actually, and uh, it's exciting to get back. I can't tell you there is so much more ahead of us than behind us with some of these antics, and quite frankly, some of them have happened in the last six months since we've taken a hiatus. But I can't thank you enough for tuning back in. I, I think it's fun to get back to barreling. I think being in a new year, new you. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. Let's just get all the puns out of the way, right? Anyway, um, I'm hopeful that this season is just as fun and exciting as the last. I want us to have fun. I want us to definitely, absolutely laugh. And at the end of the day, I need this for me. I'm going to be honest, this is my outlet to connect with all of you and have fun. And if we're not having fun, we're not going to do it anymore. But if we're having fun, we're going to keep doing it. Okay, that's how this is going to go. Um, and so I cannot tell you how excited I am. And I can't believe how many people said, oh my gosh, where is this? Where did this go? Why did it stop? I left you high and dry. That's on me. I don't intentionally mean that that's just what happened we're sorry but we're moving on and i can't wait for everything that is to come so we're going to kick off this year poetically because it is the sort of first week in a new year this is a story about a trip that Brittany and i one of my dearest friends took 2013 into 2014 in london on a complete harebrain idea, just how most of our plans get made. And quite frankly, the antics that ensue, you couldn't write in a book. You couldn't even think of them. Um, and so I thought, well, this is pretty poetic given the new year. And so with that, I give you London's Calling. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay. So this one takes us back to December of 13 over New Year's. So kind of heading into 14. And I got to tell you, you know, Brittany is truly one of those friends who is just like an absolute ride or die. Emphasis on die. The amount of things we've gotten into over the years is honestly stunning. But I think one of our best ever antics and her and I are, t we're those type of friends that it's like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And no one's like, after we jump off the ledge looking for where we're landing, but we're just like, no, this is fine. So it's 2013 December. So we've been in the real world, quote unquote, a year and a half post-college. We're acclimating. Okay. And the reality is she has this house on Kathleen street. These are the two years that I'm at home stacking cash living in my rent's house. And we get this harebrained idea. We're like, we're going to London. And you know what? We're going to go over New Year's <laughs> because YOLO, why not? So I don't know how the fuck we pulled the cash together, but we Expedia.com to this shit. We were fucking hot wiring hotels. We got a trip to London. Now, I had never been to London, and I can't recall if Brittany had, but she, being from Somerset, Pennsylvania, had a quite the connection of this guy who she had taken classes from, who was a former teacher who is based in London. So we're like, you know, we have a rough sketch of what we want to do, but we can meet up with him this way. He can kind of give us some of the insider's tour. You know, here's these 23-year-olds fucking barreling through London. What do we know? So we end up finding these cheap tickets on Expedia, and we have to peel wheels the day after Christmas. Okay, December 26th. 
So here's what to do. So um, we have Christmas in our respective family homes. Brittany comes down to Pittsburgh. She sleeps over. My dad drives us to the airport at the ass crack of dawn. We are absolutely just like, what are we doing? So we we pack our bags. <laughs> We're excited. I'm pretty sure, ironically enough, we had to defla- we had to fly at the ass crack of dawn on the 26th to Chicago to only fly from Chicago to New York, which is just asinine. So we end up doing this and, you know, that's a long flight. You know, Chicago is quick, but Pittsburgh to London is seven. So from Chicago, I don't remember, but let's just say it's like seven or eight hours. So we're like packing our bags. We're excited. We're laughing. So we get on our way. And the best part about this trip, again, we're kind of just like, boop, 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 boop. We knew we're staying at the Hilton. Uh, it was like, I think a holiday inn actually a Hilton or who owns Hilton? It was a holiday Inn express. (laughs) Now that I think about it, uh, balling on a budget, we are excited. So we land finally after the Chicago layover down in London. Now I have to understand with the time difference in the seven hour travel, it's like, it's like 10 o'clock at night. So we're hustling through the airport. We get our bags. We're running through the thing. And they're like, you better hurry. The last train from the airport is at X time. I shit you not, we roll up to the train station. It's pulling away. And if that's not a metaphor for the rest of the story, I don't know what is. So we're like, ooh, okay. Now this is early iPhone days. So I have an iPhone 5. She has one of those iPhone colors at the time. But we don't have a ton of international service, if at all. So we're like, oh, okay, this is a little interesting. We're going to have to figure out, if not the train, which was our plan, we have to figure out the bus. So we get on this bus. We have no fucking idea. We have a paper map like Clark Griswold. It's all folded in. You know, this lady's like trying to tell us what to do. It's now 11 o'clock at night. It's pouring down rain. It's pitch black in London. We're exhausted. So we're like, yeah, yeah, get off here. We get off the bus in this sketchy nachos area. There's not a soul in sight. Everyone's at home sleeping. We have these giant roller boards that we're like barreling down the sidewalks. Like click, 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 click. Like, You couldn't ask for two fucking more idiotic people to be barreling down the street. So we're like, you know what? Fuck it. When in doubt, thank you, America. We pop into a McDonald's. Yep. Go right into the McDonald's, catch a little free Wi-Fi on the iPhone, and we Google the uh, hotel. Now, again, this is like pre-4G. This might have been 3G. In fact, this might have been 2.5G. I don't even know how many Gs. I actually don't even know what Gs mean. Uh, But anyway, so we get the internet. We get the hotel. The coordinates. We start screenshotting the map on the Google Maps. And that was back in the day when it did that, like, dot, 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 dot. So I'm like, okay, I'm decent with direction. If we can orient ourselves around where this is, let's go. But what we realize, it's like a 25-minute walk with these roller boards in the rain pushing midnight. So we do just that. We come into the Hilton Garden Inn, or whatever the fuck I'm sorry to say it. It's, a, it's not a Hilton Garden Inn. It is whatever. Shout out. It is a Holiday Inn Express, the blue and green ones, the kind of tackier ones. Anyway, so we walk into the counter. The, we look haggard. Okay, not like the Harry Potter guy, just whatever that word is, Hagrid, Haggard. No, it's Hagrid. We're Hagrid. So we walk in. They're like, oh, guys, we're so sorry about this. We're like, no, no problem. We just don't know how to get this done. We check in. When I tell you we woke up the next day and just fucking gas pedaled down, we did the London Eye, the museums. We're on a double-decker bus skeleton tour. We did this London Bridge boat tour. We went on a uh, walking tour. What we crammed into four days, looking back on it, is inhumane. It was like we just like we kept laughing. So the second day I'm there, and this is probably TMI, but you know you're on like a different schedule, so you're five hours behind. 
So I was hungry and I had a hankering for Burger King. And I'm laying there and I was like, I'm starving. I want to go to Burger King. She's like, we're not fucking going to Burger King. I'm like, fine. Can take the American out of America, but not the cravings. So we pass on Burger King, albeit still pissed about it to this day. And we're like, okay, we've done a lot of sightseeing. We did our ceremonies, terrible towel, hold up. We've navigated the underground. We've gone to museums. We've seen Big Ben. And would you believe that her friend, he actually got us into a special mass at Notre Dame. I swear to God. And we literally, oh, actually, no, Notre Dame's in France. (laughs) Uh, Fallen Catholic here. Anyway, I went to some really nice church. I think it's where the royal family goes to church. Anyway, we, it wasn't where all like the people in the gawkers were. We actually went with like 15 private people behind the altar for mass. Can you imagine? I, I didn't even turn into flames. Anyway, so we had a great time. I'm telling you, like, I don't know that I could top this trip to London. One, being with Brittany and her antics, but two, getting this really, truly insider's tour where he just gave us like this insider's track. And the whole time we're having fun. We're falling into coffee shops. We're falling into boozies, i.e. dive bars. It, it was just absolutely hysterical. So fast forward, it's New Year's Eve. And the big plan was to go out to Wimbledon. And now you'll recall Wimbledon because of the tennis games, but Wimbledon people, it's just really a suburb of London. So we take the London underground, we get out there and we hang out with these folks. Couldn't have been nicer. We fall into this dive bar. And let me just tell you something. If I didn't have video footage to prove it, it might've been the most like from the holiday movie, action-packed London boozy. It is elbow to elbow in this place. They're singing Sunny and Cher karaoke, pink, you're just like the pill. We're laughing. The lights are twinkling. The garlands. Fun. I mean, amazing. So we're kind of sightseeing and taking this all in. <laughs> the best part is they're not leaving here and you're not leaving until you sing karaoke. I was like, ugh. and despite my entertainer nature, I do not enjoy karaoke. I don't like it. I don't care for it. I don't find it fun. So I'm a good audience. I'm not a good singer. I don't want to be on stage with this. So they're like, you have to pick a track. You can't leave without singing. We're like, damn. What do we pick? Sunny and Cher. Babe, I got you, babe. <laughs> so we have to get up here. They have one of those old style screens that start saying the words. We're doing our thing. Finally, the clock pushes three. And in London, you can drink until 4 a.m., which I think I, I think that's tremendous. But we had to peel wheels. We're like, we got to get out of here. So We go back to one of their townhouses to like get some water and a snack. And then we walk to the train. Now, mind you, again, this is at 23, 24 years old. Doing this now, a decade later, there's no way. So we get back on the train, completely drunk off our ass. And the nice thing about London is that they continue, they have the train service all night for free because they don't want drunk driving. I think that's very clever. So we get on the train. And when I tell you there was a cast of characters, There's a guy pissing in the corner. There's someone passed out. Someone's playing the violin. Someone's asking for 10 bucks or whatever. It was, it was amazing. Magical. It stops and breaks down for a hot minute. We look at ourselves and think what's going to happen. It resumes. We go on with our life. We have one more day in London. Now this is the sort of final day. So we're like, okay, let's go a little sightseeing. We'll do some shopping. Let's have a nice dinner. And then we went to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory kind of on London's Broadway. Well, we go to these shops, and of course, Brittany, being the American capitalist that she is, she's like, I'm going to get a Michael Kors purse. 
I'm like, we're all the way in London and you're going to get an American purse and pay a London price plus the tariffs? I think this is silly. She gets the purse. So we proceed. It's hysterical to me. So we proceed. We go to dinner. We get a proper English dinner. So we have some pot pies and some sort of like uh, stew type things and a heavy beer. We have a great time. Well, we start walking out of there to head to back to the train to get to the show. And all of a sudden, she's like, my purse. And it's not her newly purchased sort of item, which she has firmly clutched in her grasp. It's her actual purse, which includes her charge cards, her driver's license, and, oh, I don't know, a little thing called your fucking passport. Okay? Typical. So we come barreling in on two wheels. We're running back to the place. We're like, oh, my God, this is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. We run in there. Family of six from Missouri sitting in the corner, slugging down a pot pie. And we're like kind of turning up the table, looking under the chairs. We're opening the napkins, you know, expecting a purse to jump out. And this guy just goes, what are you looking for? And I'm like, she lost her purse. And he goes, her purse. <laughs> just like that. And we're like, yeah. Well, the waitress who we just had, she was a doll. She comes out of stage left. She's like, oh my gosh, thank God you guys came back. I had no way to reach you. I didn't have your phone number. Uh, no shit, Sherlock. She hands us the purse. Everything's intact. We are like thankful. So we go to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. We have a great time. It's our last night in London. We pack our bags. We laugh. We cry. We move on. A couple things you should know about this trip. Everything went honestly despite being a little crazy and chaotic and us just like picking London, going to London, making a plan, doing it, going to a boozy Wimbledon. We actually had the most seamless, enjoyable effortlessly fun enjoy like just amazing london trip it gave me such probably a better impression of london than i should have because it was just like fun 24 7 but like anything in my life that will keep you humble a couple speed bumps one we went to a little stand called herman z german if you ever see one of these it's a fast food joint in london run let me just tell you my gi track and i we we kind of have a love hate okay i'm just gonna put it out there this little establishment is the atomic bomb for those types of people. I don't know what I ate. I don't know what I ingested. I don't even know if I sniffed it wrong. But for the next 48 hours, I was like, oof, no bueno, senor. So let's skip the Hermans of German. Now, besides that, let's fast forward. Everything on this trip, again, magical. I feel like I'm in Disneyland. However, we start our trek back. Remember, the trek there, layover in Chicago, straight flight to London. And yeah, we missed the train, but we made up for it. We stole that Wi-Fi. We kept it moving. We're laughing. We're new here. We're having fun. On the backside of a trip, I don't know about you. I just, I really want to be home. I have enjoyed myself. I've laughed. I've excited myself. I got to go. Okay. I want my bed. Not this time. We get to Heathrow. Fine. Go through the whole rigmarole, get on the jet plane. We fly to New York. In this instance, it's, I think, JFK. That's usually the one from the international. So let's call it JFK. We land in JFK. We have a layover, which we'd always planned on for about an hour and a half. We'd get a quick bite, and then we were to hop on the smaller plane to Pittsburgh. Fine. No problem here. Well, there's this impending blizzard. Because remember, we traveled over New Year's. We left the 26th, and we were due back the 2nd. Or maybe the 3rd. I don't recall. Anyway, so we're sitting in this airport, and both of our moms are like, mm, you might want to get on the road here. This snowstorm in Pittsburgh is really crazy. And we're like, well, we are on a delay. You know, they've um, 
kind of delayed our flights. And every hour that went by, it was like, okay, the storm is west. It's coming east. That's how this works. And with each impending hour, they kept delaying us, delaying us, delaying us until finally (laughs) the snow had arrived in New York. Okay. So you're like, this isn't looking good. By this point, they've canceled the Cincinnati and the Cleveland flights that were in our little section of the terminal, but they hadn't canceled Pittsburgh. So you're like, okay, well, maybe this is good news. Finally, after hours of delays and confusion, we get on the jet. They board this entire fucking plane, okay? We taxi out to de-ice. It's now blizzarding so badly that we were fourth in queue to take off. They have to de-ice us again, Okay. After we're pulling away from the de-icing, we're slipping and sliding. And they say, sorry, folks. Mind you, this is a two-hour rigmarole. They're like, sorry, folks. We are grounded. This flight's been canceled. We're going to taxi back to the tarmac where you can work with the agent to get reticketed for tomorrow. Your ass is grass. JFK is closed. That's fucking nice. So we're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, fuck you. This is annoying. Why did the Ohio people get the fast cancel and we had to go through this bullshit? Like, what made this different? So I'm pissed. And I don't, not that I actually, I shouldn't say this. It actually, I, it's not that I don't do well in these scenarios. I actually do very well in these scenarios, but I'm like, straight no chase. They're all kind of bitch. Like, I'll fuck you up worse than heroin. I'm nice, but I'm going to get what I need. So we go to the counter. She's already reticketed us on the flight out in the morning. Fine. And she had offered us a cot to sleep on a cot near baggage claim in JFK airport overnight. On what third world fucking country planet am I? Okay, bitch, no way. She said, well, this is a weather related issue. I'm like, no, no, no. It's actually a staffing related issue. You guys told me hours ago, in fact, eight of those hours ago, that it was a staffing issue, the reason we were initially delayed was that you didn't have a crew, which put us into the critical error issue, and then the weather arrived. So you're crying weather now, but it's actually not the weather. It's the weather because you put us in the weather's path, okay? So been around the block here. She's like, ugh, fine, well, you can take this up with American, but for right now, we got you a cot, and here's a $20 voucher for a bagel. I'm like, you know what, Brittany, I'm not sleeping on a cot. We've been in the air, planes, trains, and automobiles for basically a day. It ain't going down like this. But here's the best part. The entire JFK squad, for the two hours we were playing tiddlywinks on a fucking tarmac, de-icing and playing with ourselves and listening to reruns of Taylor Swift, these fucks had the wherewithal to go get a hotel because they knew that their flights were canceled, okay? So finally, between Hotwire, Expedia, and Kingdom Come, I find us a fucking $300 a night Hojo's in the Bronx. And I'm like, it's this or nothing. And she's like, buy it. When I tell you, when we rolled up to the car pickup, there was a Prius and a friendly Indian man who I was like, sir, there are six inches of snow on the ground. Is this thing road ready? He's like, yeah, I got snow tires. (laughs) You know what? Fuck it. Let's go, Santa. Pop up the sled. We fucking, when I say we fishtailed around New York, Salmon would have been envious of the moves we made. I mean, we were slipping and sliding. This was Pee Wee's fucking playhouse. We get to the Bronx. We unload our luggage in eight inches of snow. We struggle into the, the, these people, when we walked into that hotel, they would have thought we put our finger in a socket for enjoyment. We looked haggard. Haggard. Again, worse than when we arrived in London. So we go to the counter. They gave us a room with two queen beds. I haven't had a good night's sleep since then. That was literally the best sleep of my life. 
hand up to God. You can't see it because this is a radio show. Literally the sleep with which we took. So we wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. And literally they're like, we have a free shuttle. The roads are cleared. We'll get you right over to LaGuardia. And that was the other thing. The change of flight. They wanted us to sleep on a cot in JFK, but the flight they had booked me on was in LaGuardia. I'm sorry. What planet am I on? Is this America? Cool. So we get the shuttle to LaGuardia. Now here's the problem. Remember, JFK, massive international airport, weather impeding. So everybody got rerouted. So when we arrived at LaGuardia two hours early, there was like a three-hour wait. (laughs) So we ended up having, after we got through security, we got one of those orange tickets where you haul ass. I'm talking home alone style beat feet. So we do that. We get to the plane. We get home. Albeit a day late and several dollars short, but we did it. It was worth it. And when I tell you, looking back on that trip, and it's kind of funny, relaunching this with this trip made sense because of two things. One, it's the new year, and I have had a time hop every day of this trip, which is nearly a decade ago at this point, which is seriously fascinating for me to think about. Two, because Brittany and I always look fondly back on this trip. And three, this week in my new job, I'm hosting clients from London, and we were kind of laughing about some of the terminology differences like boozy, dive bar, tomato, tomato. And then if you've ever heard this one, I said, oh yeah, these different offices are like night and day, meaning, wow, what a juxtaposition. This difference is significant. And they're like, it's like chalk and cheese. And I'm like, all right, I know I'm not a fucking vegan and there's all these new meats, but what the fuck is chalk? Is this like pork and chicken? Like, what? Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is chalk and cheese? I'm thinking of charcuterie. I'm always hungry. He goes, chalk, you know, chalk and cheese. You write with it. And I'm like, chalk? C-H-A-L-K? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, that's it's not what I heard. But chalk, as in what you write with the cheese? He's like, yeah, meaning it couldn't be more different. I'm like, mm, I think night and day makes more sense. Maybe like sun up, sun down, beach and mountains, but chalk and cheese? Uh, I don't think these are the similes I learned in grade school. Anyway, <laughs> I tell you this story because it is truly a... It was one of my first international trips ungilded, right? Like the ones I had gone on prior to that were with college or backpacking on a college grant. This was my first, like, I'm an adult, I'm going to London. And to this day, I look back on that trip. And even though it was like less than a week's time, we crammed so much in. We had literally the best time. But when you think back on it, it's like, damn, I will always have one of these lives. It's like, yeah, you had a baller ass six days. You were fucking drinking in a boozy in Wimbledon, which sounds so cool. But then you spent 15 hours on the tarmac sleeping maybe on a cot. Like, (laughs) what is life? Anyway, um, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. London's calling. And uh, you know what? Might be time to revisit my friends across the pond. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Well, welcome back, friends. (laughs) Or as they say in London, cheers. (laughs) I, uh, I couldn't be more excited to get back into this. And I think that really, quite frankly, I've missed it. So I'm excited for the year ahead. I hope that, uh, we kind of go on the same journey we did in 21. It seems to me like we need a little bit more joy um, again. So hopefully this is sparked out of the same impetus, but I want to have fun. I want to laugh along the way. I can't uh, wait to hear your reactions to some of these ridiculous stories as we did last year. But um, I don't know about you. I'm feeling 22. Cheers to season two. 
And with that, I look forward to laughing along the way with all of you. <laughs> I actually didn't rehearse that. Can you imagine? That is the Cabernet speaking. Anyway, I love you guys. I'm really excited to get back on the mic. And, um, you know, until then, let's have some fun. We're going to try and drop one every Friday. Thanks for listening to <laughs> our uh, London antics here. And uh, you know what? I have to go. London's calling. All right. I'll see you guys soon. Bye-bye.